get scared? Were you scared for just a minute? Terrified. I was too. I didn't hear any sound. I'm like, oh, what did I do? It turns out I didn't. I didn't do a thing. Turn up the volume. And Always then, gonna do the thing, you know. And then so I did a thing, and then you know what do you know? It, it works now. This is Free Talk Live. Hopefully they can hear us, though. We're one of the most professionally run uh, radio shows on air. (laughs) If you're hearing this podcast only a week from now, sorry. Oops. (laughs) Or if you're only hearing like the second hour of this, like depending on the station you're listening to. Uh, It is Free Talk Live. It's the Sunday night edition. It is time for your Sunday sermon. I am the Reverend. Captain Kickass, and in the studio it's Nikki and Richie Rich, and the telephone number because we are a live call-in radio talk program. We should do live tech support and just have them call in and let us know that they can hear us. <laughs> have you turned it off and turned it back on? Did you unplug it and replug it back in? <laughs> Soak it in some rice. The telephone number, if you need it, is six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Again, six zero three two eight three. 6160. Phones are open. Give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind. We're going to talk about some things because, well, we're a talk radio program and we need stuff to talk about. But you can talk about whatever you want. It doesn't have to be what we're talking about. It's cool if you do, but if you change the subject, whatever's on your mind, this is your chance to get your voice heard on almost a couple hundred radio stations, the internet, some satellite stations. I mean, we're global with that respect. So. Yeah, if you want to get your voice heard to a whole bunch of people, 603-283-6160. They're going to make everyone nervous. They're going to be like, I don't want I can't talk in front of that many people. I don't understand that aversion. Okay. You're just, it, you're having a phone call. It's like a conference call. Understood. You've ever had like a Zoom call where like there's a whole bunch of but, people on it and you're talking? Guess what? It's just like radio. But there's some people who can't even like phone in to order a pizza. So there are some there like- are? Yeah. Wow. Seriously. I dated a guy once. What did they do before apps existed? Starved. Starved. They starved. You dated a guy once? Yeah. Just one time. But yeah, no, I always I, used however, to- I never dated a guy. I always used to have to be the one to call in for takeout because he just could not form a sentence on the phone with a stranger. So the dating went beyond that first, like, I can't order my own pizza? Yeah, it didn't last very long. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, were you always ordering for him? At restaurants? No. No? Okay. Well, no, it didn't go very far, so. But. You remember when Domino's used to have the 30-minute guarantee? Yeah. And then, like, somebody, they they sued them somehow because somebody got into an accident trying to speed and, like, deliver the pizza on time. Because it was 30 minutes where it's free. Right. Right? So you would want to, people would literally wait until, like, Saturday night at dinner o'clock you know, 5, 6 p.m. Like, yep. okay, I'm going to order now because those bastards will never make They'll it never here in 30 make minutes. <laughs> you got to be like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and give them the wrong address. Or like, just leave it by the sewer, bro. <laughs> then they can't find it. The it's te- free. The Teen Rage Moolah Nitwit Turtles. Sure. That was Mad Magazine's parody oh, okay. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they came out. Because they're like, uh, they're all the rage with the teens. And most of the teens that are raging about them are kind of nitwits. And it's a big money grab, so a bunch of moolah, right? So teen rage moolah nitwit turtles is Got what they, yeah. I'm still a fan of the, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What was I going to say? We had think, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about stuff. Stuff. So I actually, like, sometimes I see articles and I'm like, well, it's relevant, but, like, oh, we talk so much about this thing or the other thing. But I, this 
I got two different stories, and in fact, Nikki had one of the two stories that I had, and so we kind of have this unwritten thing, at least when I'm doing the show, that like if more than one host has the same thing, okay, we better talk about it. Yeah. I think a lot of hosts have that. It seems to it seems to me like this is kind of important and relevant yeah. in some form or fashion. Especially being we try to bring in diverse stuff, right? Yeah, You're always trying part. to be, you know, bring in I'm like the weird, the, the weird guy. I'm trying to bring in like, you know, sort of uh, hor- horrific examples of government in action. You know, Nikki, you've been uh, more or less our medical person, you know, giving opinions on, you know, anything going on in you know the medical industry, et cetera, and so on. Uh, and so, you know, most of the co-hosts and hosts sort of have their own niches and that kind of stuff. Right. Keep it interesting. But apparently in more than one place, not just the United States, but the United States as well as Greece, fines for the unvaccinated have begun. Dun, dun, dun. They're starting to make you pay money if you haven't done a thing. So you brought this up and I went. That doesn't seem new to me because companies were already doing that here. Right. This I've seen is, articles. This is governments. Right. So that changes things. Doing it now. But there were companies here within the last couple of weeks going like, well, if you're unvaccinated, you're getting fined. Like we're going to deduct from your paycheck like 130 bucks a week or something to that effect for being unvaccinated because that's the to cover the cost of the testing. Or I've heard of like insurance companies doing the same thing. Sure. But now it's the state. So Nevada, this is from the epictimes.com. Nevada becomes first state to impose surcharge on unvaccinated workers. Oh, is that what they're calling? It? Just surcharge? Yeah. Just add a light item to your bill? And I mean, this is so disturbing in so many ways. I First of all, there's something called precedent, right? And not president, but precedent. Right. This sets a horrible precedent for really anybody. It was at first it was the medical insurance thing, right? Where for the first time, if you didn't have insurance and you didn't sign up for what's commonly referred to as Obamacare, this is the sure. the, the government's you know way to get around that kind the of affordable health care act. Yeah, whatever. The, the aha, aha, right? That they would. You know, find you in some way, shape, or form, and that was—it's like twelve hundred bucks. Pretty right? disturbing. That here's precedent for government fining you for not doing a thing, for not purchasing a product or service. That's the weird part, right? They're forcing you into business with a company you may not want to do business with. Right now, states have done this already with, like, except for New Hampshire, car insurance. Car insurance. Yep. Where it's required by law for you to have a drug, blah, blah. In New Hampshire, it's not required by law for you to have an insur- have insurance on your car. It is, however, a good idea. Maybe. Because I was shopping around, and then, you know, free staters go like, why would you enter into that scam? You know, it's all state-run insurance. Like, ah, I don't want to argue. Just yeah. someone point me in a different direction. Well, it, for me, it's just about laziness, right? Okay. If I get into any kind of an accident... I don't want to have to be the the guy going around finding like the lawyer and citing this, you know, and working Understood. with the other insurance. You know, I want somebody else to take care of it for me. Understood. Right? So I'm willing to pay this this fee. However, I did find out because I'm a recent mover in the last, you know, three years or so, two and a half years. I think I've been here. You learned that from your wrist. I did. Yeah. Okay. Look at my wrist. Oh yeah, two and a half years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> that if you live here. 
and you let the people, your insurance, get, you let them know that it's not required, your rate goes down. Really? It did for me. Okay. I was like, yeah, it's not required because like they tried doing this like, I don't know if they're salespeople. I think they are salespeople. No, they're definitely salespeople. And, and they're like, oh, well, we'll just give you the minimum requirements for your state. Right. And I'm like, oh, can you tell me what those are? And yeah. they're like, oh, well, it's this and that, and it's this for you know bodily dismemberment, and it's this for yeah. blah, 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 and it's this for the other thing. And but, and you probably want roadside assistance, don't you? Right. Yeah. And they're doing all these salesy questions, right? Right. And, and I was like, well, I do want roadside assistance, but did you know? Right? Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm being polite, right? I'm being nice and conversational with the person. I'm like, did you know that New Hampshire doesn't actually require me to have auto insurance? Right. And they were like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, look it up. Yeah. And like, well, hang on. And they went, and I heard some clicking on their keyboard, and they you know, obviously searched out. I'm like, whoa. I, I ran into that, too, because they were like, so you want just the, the minimum required by state law? I'm like, well, I've already got that. <laughs> yeah, that like, would be uh, nothing. I've got nothing already. Thank you. I just want whatever the minimum you have available is. Right. So is New Hampshire the only state that doesn't require drivers to have insurance? To my yeah. knowledge, yes. yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Or to wear a seatbelt. Yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, people all the time will, when I post something like that on the social media or whatever, they'll argue all the time. Like, you mean you have people just driving around without seatbelts all the time? No. Everybody, for the most part, still wears their freaking seatbelt because it's a good idea. Yeah. It's just that there's no force necessary to make right. them do so. And I don't have to look over my shoulder if I accidentally leave the gas station without putting it on before I pull into the roadway. It's the only difference. Yep. Good ideas do not require force. 603-283-6160. We'll talk more about people being fined for not being vaccinated. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We'll sell you the seat, but you'll only need the edge. That's my favorite one. Still. The weed eater tractor pull. To go to like a demolition derby. The lawn mowing funny car. Or a mud bog. Or those things. <laughs> the monster trucks are coming. Monster truck Sunday. Anyway, it's free talk live in case you're wondering who these babbling fools are. Just the captain. Well, you're one of the babbling fools. Not babbling. Might be fool. One would say you can babble. See, that's babble right there. <laughs> You can babble, thus you are a babbling fool. Okay, fair enough. In the studio, it is myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. We are the three babbling fools of the evening. Unless, of course... Now he roped you into it, Nikki. Aw, come on. That's right. Unless, of course, you would like to be a babbling fool, you can call 603... Call me now, like Miss Cleo, 603-283-6160. And Captain will predict the future. I will predict the future. Well, we kind of already have. I mean, I kind of do that on a daily basis, right? I predict... That the price of Bitcoin will once again exceed $60,000 soon. Bitcoin is dead. Again? Again. How many times has it died now? It's got more lives than cats, man. Seriously. Cats, man. I don't know where I'm going with that. What were we talking about? Bitcoin. Oh. Before that. Before the break. Babbling. Finding people for not being vaccinated. Fiduciary penalties. (laughs) He said douche. (laughs) this from the epic times nevada on thursday became the first u.s state to impose a surcharge on workers who have not gotten a covid19 vaccine though the penalty doesn't take effect until the middle of next year 
All but two members of the state's Public Employees Benefit Program Board, the PEBP. It's, yeah, I hate acronyms that you can't pronounce. They're okay. lame. Leave it to the government to make acronyms you can't pronounce. No, they're the worst. They, they like, retrofit acronyms to make it sound better. Right. So in, with their bills and in laws. this case, okay. P-E-B-P. Yeah. Speaking of babbling. Uh, they voted uh, in a meeting to approve the surcharge of $55 per month on unvaccinated workers. But wait, there's more. Now how much would you pay? The approved proposal also stipulates a surcharge of $175 per month for workers' spouses, partners, and dependents, 18 and older. Who aren't vaccinated or if the... Who are not vaccinated. Okay. That could be adjusted down the road, supposedly, according to the agreement. So... So we're hoping that this will cause government employees to, like, walk off the job and get real jobs in the private sector. That'd be great. Right, screw you guys. I'm going to the private sector. Yeah. Uh, so if you aren't vaccinated, they're going to start charging you 55 bucks a month. If your wife or your husband... Spouse. Spouse of any variety... Uh, is also unvaccinated, then it's an additional 175 bucks. What if you're vaccinated and your spouse is unvaccinated? Then You'd still have to pay the 175 I believe but you wouldn't have to pay the additional 50, You wouldn't have to pay the original 55 It sounds that way. I don't have the actual agreement in front okay. of me. And rarely, when government imposes these things, have they thought through all of the questions that you know, Richie Rich is asking with, well, what if this and what if that? Although, it's a legitimate you know, question. It is a legit question. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that, like... <laughs> Governments don't think like that, Richie Rich. I'm sorry. I appreciate the questions. (laughs) Uh, The surcharges will go into effect on July 1st, 2022. They'll help offset the costs of COVID-19 testing, Laura Rich, executive officer of the board, said. So it's going to be a line item on your your paycheck then, right? They're going to take out, uh, I guess it's Nevada, so there's probably an income tax there. So income tax, federal tax, Social Security, and then COVID tax, and then it's just, boom, you just have another deduction on your paycheck. No one really sees it. No one cares, and it just becomes a permanent well, part of. If they do it in a way where, like, they're using the state tax mechanism, because this isn't a federal thing, this is a state thing. Understood. But on your, if you if you get a state paycheck, right? Like, if you get a normal paycheck from where you work, there's right. a whole bunch of deductions, right? Right, and federal tax for everybody, you know, almost everybody, yeah. and then state tax if your state has it, right? Then you got to pay your Social Security, right? Your medical, Medicare, right, right. whatever. And then it's boom. They just put another line item in there, and they hide it away in those in those deductions, where you just have less of a paycheck, and so no one really cares. Here's no what I don't get: things. the the vaccine companies, the folks who are making these. I don't even like calling them vaccines, but whatever they are, these experimental mRNA gene therapy drugs. Yes, that that some folks are required to get. Apparently, um, they. These companies are making almost a hundred billion dollars, right? I've I've read ninety three billion plus. As, oh, as don't the worry, number. it's going up every single so, second of every single day. So I don't understand why they're not using you know some of that ninety three billion dollars that they're making to help offset the costs of COVID nineteen testing. Well, okay, and I'm gonna to be fair then, right? It is not the company's responsibility. Like if you if you want to say like private company. Even though they get state payouts, we can have that argument later. But it's not their responsibility to offset individual costs either. 
Like their job is to make money for shareholders. Right, but these are state employees. Okay. So why why would the company be responsible for offsetting state mandates for state employees? Because they're the ones who are, I mean, if I want to go get a COVID vaccine of any flavor, yeah, doesn't cost me a dime. Okay. How are these companies making $93 billion, $100 billion? Okay. Where does that money come from? Comes it, from the state. Okay. Or the government, whether it's, it's probably federal, I'm sure. Okay. Right. So you would think that the company providing the shots would foot the bill for the testing. Because they're already getting it from the state in kickbacks. But the point of getting the shot is you don't have to get tested. Allegedly. This is what they're trying to say. I guess. But it's still still dumb. Uh, Testing costs through September were estimated at $3.3 million, a paltry sum compared to Ninety-three or a hundred billion dollars. The board did not recognize or did not analyze the cost of COVID nineteen hospitalizations for the proposal because that would have made the surcharge for spouses and dependents significantly higher. Oh, look at how kind they are! Oh, they didn't include hospitalizations, and so they kept the cost low for you. Well, what a wait, load of BS! Wait for your socialized medicine and single payer health plan. Right. Then if you want to get treated at the hospital, you'll have to be one of the vaccinated or whatever. State rules bar making the surcharge on workers any higher. Nevada's Department of Labor last month released guidance saying the surcharges were legal. And Rich compared them to surcharges on smokers imposed by plans in the past. (laughs) Is that a thing? (laughs) Maybe in Nevada. Uh, I thought you were just supposed to say no when your doctor asked if you smoked, and that's how you get around that. <laughs> no. Lie to a medical no, professional? No. Yeah, for I sure. don't smoke at all, doc. Yeah. I, I just carry cigarettes around to barter with people. <laughs> I just tell the doctor, I don't smoke, I smolder. 603-283-6160. Do you live in Nevada? Do you work for the Nevada government? Are you unvaccinated? Get ready to get your wallet lifted. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Why, yes, it is the southern version of Free Talk Live. Yeehaw! Our telephone number is 603-283-6160. 
if y'all want to join us here in the studio tonight it's myself the reverend captain kick-ass joining me nikki who's not gonna attempt a southern accent <laughs> rich e rich who's also not attempting a, southern accent. <laughs> a, a smart move by by the both of you uh, I probably also should not have attempted it, but sometimes I just feel like I needs to do the Southern accent. I feel like you should auctioneer the phone number. <laughs> is the Sold. telephone number. Uh, the phones are open. Call in now. They don't call it Sunday Fun Day for nothing. <laughs> no, are we going to just wait for them to call? Is that what we're doing? Do, 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 do. No, actually, no, I'm going to yeah. read uh, some ad okay. copy here. Uh, Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there right now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you will find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this very important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Visit Bitcoin.com. For those of you not paying attention, Bitcoin is currently on sale. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, uh, I feel like there's a Bitcoin Black Friday sale like every year. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, get except, your Black Friday Bitcoin deal because 20% savings right now. Except it's sort of after Black Friday this time. Cyber Week. It, it was like Cyber Tuesday or something. Okay, or, whatever. Crypto Tuesday or whatever you want to call it, right? Well, when the, when the, wasn't it Tuesday, I think, when the dip kicked in? Buy the dip. And then buy the dip again. Yeah. And then buy the dip again. You what kind of dip? What um, were you talking about? Like queso? I'm going to go with French onion. French onion, yeah. Clam. Clam dip. Oh, yeah. God. Clam what dip is and that? some ruffles? No. What do you mean, no? No. No? It's a no from me, Doug. All right, whatever. Doug? Doug. Dog. Oh, dog. That's how New Englanders pronounce it. Doug? Whatever. <laughs> in in the South, they pronounce it D-A-W-G. Dog. 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 All right. Uh, we were talking about this article from the Epic Times where apparently in Nevada. 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 <laughs> They are beginning to fine people who are unvaccinated, uh, particularly if you are a state employee. It's not a fine. It's a surcharge. It's a fee. It's a punishment. Okay. That's for sure. Definitely that. Uh, public comments during the meeting that was held about this and those submitting written, written statements spoke out against the proposal before the vote. I believe that the proposed surcharge is inappropriate and excessive. Eileen Cresilius One member of the public said in a statement, she noted that many people enjoy natural immunity or the protection one gets after having recovered from COVID-19. That would be me in this circumstance. If I worked for the state, uh, I've already had it. I got over it. I'm fine. I didn't seek any treatment. There's no reason for me to put anything uh, in my body that resembles any kind of medication. I'm done. I got over it. Well, then you pay the surcharge for the good of the community. Consider uh, a donation, Captain. No, I don't think I will. Shanna Cobb Why Adams. Do you hate people? Oh, because people are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate people. I just hate people. You know, the general, you know. Nobody is more dumb than all of the people trying to act in unison on any one given thing. 
I thought Who Wants to Be a Millionaire like put that to the test, and it was pretty accurate. In in being correct? Yeah. yeah. Like one of, the, one of the lifelines was like, we're going to poll the audience. <laughs> the audience right? was like always wrong. <laughs> no, they were mostly correct. That's what I'm saying. I don't know about that. Uh, Shanna Cobb Adams said she already pays $255.06 a month. The new surcharges would increase that by 90%. She expressed concern about her 18-year-old son getting a vaccine when studies show that young males are at elevated risk of developing heart inflammation after getting a vaccine, while COVID-19 poses little risk to healthy youth without serious underlying health conditions. So, So again, hopefully... Hopefully, this just dissuades people from getting state jobs. I hope so. Right? Like, oh my God, my 18-year-old son is going to have to get the jab if he works for the state. Just find a private sector employer that doesn't require that nonsense, and you're golden. Then all your classmates will die, and you'll be fine. There is some talk uh, whenever governments start talking about the economy, particularly like Recently, they're talking about the debt ceiling again. Again. And of course, they're going to raise it because they can't do anything except do that. There's no other choice. They can't like, well, no, we're not going to. And then the economy tanks and they can't inflate anymore. And Inflation is good. Yeah. That's the new line. But nothing would give me more pleasure than to see a mass walk off of government jobs. Like, even if they don't, like, you know, quit for the long term. Right. Okay. How about everybody just... Go on a general strike. If you work for the government in any capacity, whether you're a contractor or a direct employee, how about you know, pick a week and just don't go to work? I would like to see that permanent. I would love to see the repercussions. I would love to see the politicians squeam. Squeam? Squirm? Squirm. Squeam? Whatever. I don't know what a squeam is. We're in New England. So it doesn't matter. Screaming and squirming at the same time. There we go. I've invented a new portmanteau. It's screaming and squirming. It's called squeam. Uh, I feel like it should be a Nickelodeon squishy toy. <laughs> I feel like I need to have the little bouncy ball over the, across the bottom of the screen. Make a song about it. Squeam, squeam. <laughs> New from Blano. <laughs> Another commenter noted that Governor Steve Sisolak, a Democrat, is the one who's forcing workers to get tested weekly if they don't get a vaccine. Quote, the unvaccinated should not have to foot the bill for the agency's unjust decisions, she wrote. So what about all of the vaccinated workers that can still get and spread COVID-19? Do they not need to be tested anymore? Just the unvaccinated people? They've oh. complied. So no. So You it's, got the vax. You're in compliance. You do not need to be tested. So it has nothing to do with safety. health and safety. Nope. It never did. At all. Wake up call. It never did. Yes. How dare you point out such astute observations, Nikki? What do you think this is? Some sort of national radio talk show? She's shy all of a sudden. Uh. (laughs) Don't make me pull this radio station over. You kids behave yourselves. I will turn this station around. I will turn this station around. Some members also voiced opposition to the proposal and two voted against it. Several state residents did support the measure, including one who said, the anti-vaxxers should pay for their choice since their freedom is not free. Okay. Like, freedom ain't free. Uh, actually, it is. You just sort of declare yourself free, and then everybody else is a tyrant who forces you to do things against your will. Right. So That's what it feels like. So it was, the other quote is, the, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. So there is a cost for freedom, and it is eternal vigilance. Like, yeah, you must- but it's not... 
175 bucks a month. You're right. To the state of Nevada. <laughs> and eternal vigilance versus $175, you know, it's let, let's let's weigh out the costs and benefits of that, man. I'm sure most people are like I'll just pay the $175 cuz eternal vigilance sounds difficult. It just sounds way cooler though. It certainly does. Way cooler. You know. All the cool people like Eternal Vigilance. It's like you're playing D and D. Like, oh, I rolled a twelve, and oh, well, oh, Eternal Vigilance. Nerds. <laughs> so select policy director Duane Young said the pandemic has been shouldered on the burden of everyone, and now this particular burden, the testing, should be shouldered on the burden of those who refuse to be vaccinated. Some companies have imposed surcharges, but no states had done so before Thursday. That lady sounds so fun at parties. Why don't they just charge for the testing, and then the people who aren't vaxxed just have to pay the cost of the testing? And it's funny because the testing for free. Getting just like how getting your vaccine is free, getting tested is free too. Yeah. Like who has paid for a COVID test? Everybody. You know, it's just I haven't. Well, not well. It's been not stolen from you yeah. secretly. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Have you been getting COVID tests, and have you paid for them? I've or gotten for- one nasal swab. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord Doctor, Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me... Nikki. And Rich Rich. We, here at Free Talk Live, are raising funds for Give Directly, the first non-profit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. They locate recipients in need and they use mobile money to send them cash, no strings attached. In the past decade, they've delivered $400 million plus to over a million people. Research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of very important positive changes in their lives like employment, nutrition, health, and education. In addition, cash allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away to choose for them. Isn't this what you would prefer? Free Talk Live is matching your donations to give directly. The first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to families in Bomet and Khalifi counties in Kenya who are in need. Free Talk Live is matching your donations up to $30,000. So if you're feeling generous this holiday season, head over to give.freetalklive.com and help these areas plagued by drought, floods, and food insecurity. There may not be a better way to help families in Kenya. Give.freetalklive.com. They're just going to buy drugs. 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 Uh, I actually, so the... Mm, I, I've been giving to a couple of different charities. When I was in Seattle, they would every year do a charity event for all of the musicians, uh, nice. most of them unsigned. But it was 
it was kind of like a who's who in the music industry as far as musicians musicians are concerned. It's called the Porn Jam. And, of course, last year they didn't do one uh, because of obvious reasons. Everything was closed down. You know, nobody could open. This year they decided not to do one uh, for reasons. I don't know. Seattle. You know, reasons. Like, oh, we're scared of Omicron or something. I don't know. So they didn't do one. And so uh, I'm redirecting the money that I would normally give to the charities that that benefits uh, to give.freetalklive.com. Nice. To this awesome. Thing. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's the most I can do in this particular situation. But I really like that Free Talk Live is sort of putting their money where their mouth is. We talk all the time here about freedom and prosperity and individuality and cutting through the red tape of governments to, you know, directly affect your situation or somebody's situation. Yep. And, and charities, as far as I'm concerned, are the the best way for you to do that, especially if they're direct and they're not government-sponsored or government-controlled right. in any way, shape, or form. Which is difficult to find in right. a lot of places, charities that aren't getting some funds through government subsidies right, or it, don't have a lot of overhead. And even, like, nonprofits generally aren't truly nonprofits. You know, you'll right. have, like, a nonprofit organization in the... The president of the company is making like millions of dollars. It's right. like, okay, so is that what I'm paying for? Yeah. Or I, right. I remember finding that out about UNICEF. Yep. Uh, I used to, when I'd go trick-or-treating uh, as a kid, uh, folks would send me along with a little UNICEF box to collect money for that, right? And then we'd turn that into the church, yep. and then the church would send a check or whatever. I don't know how it worked. But UNICEF would get this money. And then come to find out that... You know, if I, as a you know eight year old kid, collected fifty bucks or something, that's roughly two dollars actually went to help, right? The kids and the rest of it went to the infrastructure, the paying the salaries of the people they had to employ, you know, insurance, bureaucracy, et cetera, and so on. So I much prefer a direct approach, or as least as direct as you can possibly get. So yep. we had been talking about Nevada being the first state to impose fines, monetary fines, for unvaccinated workers. And interestingly enough, it's not just Nevada. There is another place that is doing a very similar thing, but instead of to state workers, they're doing it to people over 60. And we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But first... Let's go to Robert in South Carolina, who's calling. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir. Um, you were talking about fines. You know, I studied law in Germany under Professor Dr. Knut Amelow, and he said that the most important thing is, first of all, keep your eye on the big picture. Secondly, the big picture, our big problems were actually caused by the People's Republic of China, who brought this problem upon us. And he's always said that you should think about the knockpunkt, in other words, the cause of the problem. Well, the cause of the problem was gross negligence by the People's Republic of China. And there are ways to collect on that, on, on the $30 trillion that they that they owe at least ourselves and the wait, rest wait, of the world. You're saying that somehow China should be fined for all this? Of course. Huh. How, how, how would that work? Well, there's an international court at The Hague, and only governments are allowed to sue each other there, as far as I remember. I studied 16 and a half years ago. That may have changed in the meantime. I don't know. Yeah. But that's where you would take it to court. You would, get it, you would bring a, 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 an invoice that would be a, a pro forma invoice. And, and first of all, you would, you, would, you would bill them. You would send a bill, a pro forma bill, to the People's Republic of China and see how they react. If they react pleasantly and say, okay, you're right, we owe you some money, uh, but we don't happen to have that much available, what would you like to do? They might have to sell off all of their American real estate. 
well, they, they, they may have other plans, but the, we would we would see what they have to say, first of all, with this pro forma rationing is the word in German and English. It's, a, it's an invoice. What if they said, and, and, what if they said uh, no, screw this, well, then war? You know, there, there are collection services. Um, uh, Should and, we send and, the mob after them? Send the Italians to well, go collect the well, Chinese money? Yeah, well, my, my, I'm the great-great-grandson of of the Roman senator Ficocella, and the and and they moved to 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 Naples after the fall of the Roman uh, after after 1861 when the when Rome came to an end, and and they're brilliant people when it comes to all of these kinds of matters. They, they after all they had an empire that lasted for 1,960 years, and they know a little bit about how to manage things. They could give us some advice. There are other people who also know how to manage things, and the International Court in the Hague is in Europe, and and they and, and that's where that's where the forum would be. But, but we should start taking action piece by piece, slowly but surely, and eventually we'll reach some kind of a conclusion, I would say. All right. Well, thanks for the call, Robert. We appreciate that. Would that destroy the Chinese economy? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully. Would you no longer be able to get your but, cheap Chinese but goods? But I think, I think Robert should go to Nevada and have a conversation with these people. Okay. You know, be like, hey, you guys don't need to impose this fine on, on your state workers. But you should send, impose it on China. Send a bill of China. Start a bill in China. But how are we going to blackmail them into getting vaccinated? <sighs> oh, oh, you mean there's a bigger, a larger picture? Oh, a bigger picture. The big point. picture. Oh, there it is. There it is. Ding. All right. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries. Is it the holiday season? Yes. It is. Sure is. <sighs> that means I have to work on uploading a couple of uh, COVID carols. Some new ones? I, well, so I wrote... Did you write new ones? I think we're I, due for a new one. You said doofer. Doofer? <laughs> Doof and smirch. So uh, last year, Ian challenged me to write some COVID Christmas carols because I am a parody artist, and I did so. Uh, however, I only recorded one oh. of them uh, and put that up on my website uh, over at lordkickass.com. Uh, it's also... It just redirects to my Bandcamp site, so if you search for the Kick-Ass Parody Project at Bandcamp, uh, you should get there as well. I remember anyway, participating in a COVID carol sing-along. Yes. And so I I have recorded and you know mixed and mastered the other two uh, for this year, and so those will be released sometime soon, no later than Christmas. Okay. So uh, it happens that Christmas is on a Sunday. I believe the 25th is a Sunday this year. I was told it was a Saturday. Oh, I better check, check my calendar. calendar. It could be one of those Let's odd years where calendar. your birthday doesn't show up on the same day as last Saturday. year. It's a, so either way, I'm doing the show uh, if it's Saturday or Sunday. So I'll be on you know, whatever day that is, and I will have it up. Uh, and it will be zero cost to anybody listening to Free Talk Live. That's how you found out about it. Uh, it will be zero dollars for you to listen and download. Should I add these songs to the Christmas playlist for my family Christmas party? Absolutely. I mean, I don't see Please. why not. Yeah. Please. Yeah. They liked the last one. Nice. <laughs> uh, Some of them did. So I have digressed. I would like to, to come on back. I would like to grass now. Grass? <laughs> I mean, if you regress? regress and digress, grass should be a thing, right? Okay. I don't know what grass means, know. but we had previously talked about Nevada imposing fines on state workers. Previously on? Previously on Free Talk Live. Nevada had imposed fines on state workers for being unvaccinated to the tune of between $55 and $175 a month. Well, it turns out there's another place. It's not in the United States that's doing something similar. Doesn't matter then. Who cares? Except it's on unvaccinated people 
over age 60. And we'll tell you more about that here on Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160 is the phone number. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. Welcome back. It is Free Talk Live. Body made salsa. (laughs) So I've been told. I've heard nothing but good things about it. The telephone number if you'd like to call in. Phones are open, by the way. 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. And Nikki. And Richie Rich. Sorry, you, I... you threw me off with the, normally you go joining me, and that's oh. like my cue. You, you threw he, me off a little bit he there. He pointed, he did the paper thing. Well, only after there was a pause. Was oh, like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, this Folk, is awkward now. Folk, folks, <laughs> even heard, her. folks may have even heard like, something like this happen in the background. Oh. Uh, we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and for the first time it's available on an exchange. You can create an account at exmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com with just an email address so you can keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Trade them for Tether, then buy ITR, the Intercoin Investor Token. Learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. And now you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Unless you're a flat earther in that case, you know. Well, all, you're around the top cylinder all, part of the all world. All around the plate. Yeah. The platter. Flatter. Didn't didn't they put out something that like the, the Flat Earth Society has offices all around the globe? Right. <laughs> Unironically. Wah, wah. And that's why we need a soundboard. Uh, you're just manually you're making make fun sound. of my sound effects? No. <laughs> Rusty trombone or sad <laughs> trombone? Okay. And all of the sound effects are just going to be us making noises. Yeah. That'd be funny if yeah. you have a button for that. All right, so we were talking about Nevada. 
I think we've gone to Greece. Didn't or we Nevada, frozen? depending on well, where I you're from. I have it. I haven't mentioned the word Greece until just oh, now. Thanks my for bad. spilling the beans, Richie Rich. Sorry. It is your bad. <laughs> it really is. I feel like we've reiterated the Nevada part of this story like several times without well, actually. Folks might just be tuning in. It's the beginning of the second hour. Understood. So it's useful to recap. I get the recap part, but you got to move on. I'm at some sensing point. some tension here. Captain Recap? Go for it. Well, we already did. So. Okay. <laughs> and since Richie Rich spilled the beans, Greece. Greece. This is from Bloomberg. G-R-E-E-C-E, not G-R-E-A-S-E. Not to be confused with the movie from 19, whatever it was, 69, 72, 8, whatever. When did Greece come out? I think it was in the 90s, but it was supposed to be about no, the 60s. It did not come out in the 90s. <laughs> Am I confused? I'm yes. probably just confused. You've probably seen it in the 90s <laughs> as a child. Were, were you even alive in the 90s? Technically, yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, this from Bloomberg.com. Greece imposes a $114 monthly fine on unvaccinated people over the age of 60. Now, you might think, well, that seems okay. They're the most vulnerable. They're they the need it the vulnerable. most. But is it necessary to fine these people? If they're not willing to comply. Why is it necessary to fine people into compliance? that's what governments do well but that's not a legitimate reason okay i didn't say it was legitimate just that's what they do greek prime minister announced mandatory covid19 vaccination for all greeks above age 60 before a cabinet meeting in athens on tuesday by the time you get that old you're not capable of making decisions for yourself oh, i think there's a bunch of 60 year old people who would disagree with that well give them the that. phone number 603-283-6160 don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I did it. And then I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Uh, in an effort to tackle the new moron, Omicron sorry, variation threat ahead of the festive season, those who refuse to get vaccinated will have to pay a monthly fine of 100 euros or $114, in case you didn't know the translation, for each month that they don't get jabbed starting on January 16th, according to... Mitsotakis, this is the Prime Minister of Greece. The penalty will be imposed by the tax authorities directly to those who haven't been inoculated, and the funds collected will be given to Greeks' hospitals fighting the pandemic. Yeah, right. I, right. I I don't believe that that's where the funds are going to go. It's kind of like when uh, in the United States here, when all the states started doing the lotteries. Yep. Like, oh, yeah, we'll do a lottery, and then all the money will go to fix the schools. Yep. And none of the money went to fixing the schools. Bureaucracy, man. Yeah. They eat up most of it. Just, it's as if it could be predicted. See, and again, I don't know if I don't know if that $114 is significant enough for people to, like, go into an uproar and fight back over. Right? Like, where, where is it? Where are they? Where are the people of Greece going to see that removed from? If they're over 60, yeah. is it just coming out of the retirement fund? Yeah. Right. Are they are they going to get a separate uh, bill for it that they have to pay every month? What if uh, what if you're over 60 and uh, your retirement check is only 500 bucks? Understood. Well, then that's it's a, a significant chunk. It is significant. But well, it, then you better just get vaccinated. Right. Right. But I don't, I don't know what the economy so, of Greece is like enough where let, 500 bucks would be sufficient for me, retirement fund. Let me just be clear. Finding people into compliance is wrong. I'm not arguing that. But like, okay, so here, like, 
in Keene, right? I think they doubled the fine for parking tickets, right? It was like five bucks at one point, and now it's like 10. And most people here, aside from some of the activists and free staters, just will pay the fine because it's not worth taking a day off of work, taking a half day off of work to go to court yeah. to fight this thing. Yeah, because you don't believe strongly enough that it's wrong. Understood. And I think that these fines in both uh, Nevada and Greece are small enough where the vast majority of people won't be uh, burdened to the point of fighting back well, significantly. Let's, let's find out what the Prime Minister of Greece said about this subject, because it seems to me like they're just punishing the elderly. I agree. Well, Mitsotakis said... It's not a punishment. I would say it's a health fee. There you go. See? <laughs> yeah. Just tacking on to their, their normal whatever tax that they have to pay for whatever health care they have. And this is what we see constantly from government. They change, you know, they use new, they invent new terms. They change wording around to make it sound like what they're doing isn't really what they're doing. My favorite, of course, is the United States government when they were talking about Undeclared war, right? Uh, oh yeah, strategic military action. Strategic military, no kinetic. Oh yeah, okay. Military action. There you go. Thank kinetic you. Kinetic military action. And We're not like, at war anymore. Like, well, well, what's kinetic military action? We've not heard these three words put together in a phrase before. And like, oh well, it's bombing people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you mean war? Which is an no. Act of war. No. But, kinetic no, military it's, it's action. It's not war. It's a kinetic military action, just like finding. The unvaccinated isn't a punishment. It's a health fee. Understood. In Greece, only 60,000 among the 580,000 unvaccinated people over 60 years old received the vaccine. So that's a pretty significant chunk. You got to read that again because that didn't sound right. 60,000 in Greece, only 60,000 among the 580,000 unvaccinated people over 60 received the vaccine in November. Only 60,000. <laughs> right. So in November, there were 580,000 unvaccinated people. And 60,000 of them. Since then, 60,000 have received the vaccine. Okay. That's a better explanation. Greece's vaccination ratio in this age group is around 83% compared to Portugal's 98%, said the prime minister. So it still sounds like a lot of people that are vaccinated. I don't understand why they care if there are like the few left over that are unvaccinated. Well, like, see, what does it matter? Well, Greece has a significantly smaller population as well. And what happens is when these tyrants take a little bit of power and get away with it, now they want to take it all. They yeah. want to get every possible dollar or euro or whatever Greece is using these days uh, out of the population as they can because nobody's standing up. Nobody's saying no. And so the tyranny goes on. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live coming up. Yeah! Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live. Yeah, you can call in at 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio on the Sunday night edition, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Esquire, if you will. Nikki. And Richie Rich. 
You were on the ball that time. Yeah, I was waiting for it. Nice. Nice. She's like, I won't do that again. Uh... Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're very big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it is really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators otherwise known as the people who helped YouTube become the behemoth that it is The you in YouTube. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so now we're streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. Please follow us on Odyssey today, video.freetalklive.com. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about a SWAT team blows up an innocent woman's house. But before we do that, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Um, I just want to say that, you know, Albuquerque has um, come a long ways. I'm really impressed that ever since I moved here, it's been about 20 years. Mm-hmm. They had three brand-new transit centers. So the first one was Uptown, um, where they have, like, about six, seven buses come in and out. And the second one was Cottonwood Mall um, Transit Center on the west side, and another one is Westgate by our new library. So, you know, I've always been um, for transit and public um, bus system. Yeah. So I just think it's really great, and I think your show has helped me with our buses. So we finally got the ART completed. Sarah, do you know what I like about public transit? What is it? Nothing. I don't like anything about it. Other than, like, yes, I understand that there is a need for public transportation in areas where, you know, people can't afford it or it's too crowded, that type of a thing. But what I don't like about it is that it's forced upon the people who live in the communities. It is not a voluntary thing. Uh, Public transit would exist in the absence of government. However, it would be a voluntary thing where people contribute to it who find it valuable or who otherwise decide that it has use in society, but nobody would be forced to pay it. And so that's what I don't like about public transit. Yeah, I think the concept itself is great. You know, I think having, you know, a bus that goes from place to place that people pay into, I think that concept is awesome. What I don't like is how it's state-run from and, tax dollars and subsidized by people who don't use it or need it exactly for the most part. yeah so the bus going um, from here to there they, would be more expensive you know but i i participate in the public transit because you know what i'm scared of cars as you guys know mm-hmm. um i've been into three car wrecks Ooh. and i have nightmares that i could have been killed all three times in the middle of the night you know um so it's traumatizing and i wonder if if other people are traumatized by auto accidents and 
um, and getting hit by a car or getting hit while they're on a bicycle. Right. Well, I know they people. Can't drive anymore. I know people who okay. have just never gotten a driver's license because they're too afraid to drive. Yep. I had a friend like that. Oh God. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I and I know some people like you, Sarah, who have gotten to, into car accidents that were almost fatal, and it kind of just scarred them for life. And, you know, they're not willing to, you know, they have anxiety every time they go to drive and they just can't. So, right. so Oh, yeah, that's me. So the concept uh-huh. of buses and like services that take you individually from here to there will likely exist. Right. But what we're taking issue with is how that is funded. And if it's subsidized by people who don't use or don't need the service, then we would take issue with that. But if you just want it to be like the bus service that, you know, charges a subscription model of some kind yep. to pick people up from place to place, fine, have at it. Yeah, It used to be back in the day that uh, a city bus service, a metro transit, if you will, uh, was free because it was funded by tax money. And so if you were arguably a citizen of, say, Albuquerque, for example, or even just in Albuquerque, and you wanted to go somewhere in you know the city, you would just get on a bus and it would take you down the road to whatever stop. And then you'd get on the next one to get to where you were going. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, they started charging people extra on top of that. So now, not only are they... Because they weren't collecting enough. Right. Not, now, not only are they forcibly taking revenue from people who don't want, need, or use the service, but they're charging riders on top of that, even though they've already paid for it once. And thanks for the call tonight, Sarah. Just like a toll road. You know, like we're already allegedly yes. paying taxes on this road, but now I have to pay extra money to drive on the road. It's like double it should be, dipping. It, it should is. be one or the other. Well, it should be no dipping at all. Yeah. Right. But it's especially egregious right. when they, they're going to rape you twice. So like, I understand if to have toll roads, it's like, you know, someone's maintaining the road, someone's paving the road. To have somebody charge a fee to drive on the road, that makes sense to me. Taxing people unwillingly to do this thing doesn't make sense to me. So I don't necessarily have an issue with toll roads. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, a charity that operated a transit service would suffice. Sure. Or there's already like Greyhound, right, that takes yeah. you from city to city. So there could theoretically be a Greyhound local. Right. Right. That just takes you around the city. Or and- the the Uber equivalent of Greyhound, right? Something like that. Yeah. Well, and from what I understand, Greyhound buses are relatively inexpensive way to travel. They are. Yeah. So Comparatively, yeah. yeah. You know. By by a large margin. Yeah. But if you had a Greyhound subscription for your local metro, right? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it'd be outrageously expensive if we cut taxes out of the deal. You know, it's there's a way to do this in a voluntary fashion. Well, and and a lot of folks say, well, you can't pay for that unless you tax it. Yeah, actually, yes, you can. Why? Because if taxation was eliminated, you could actually afford all of the things that tax pays for, and then some. And then some, yeah. And even if you couldn't, I would still oppose the government doing it, right? Yeah, that too. (laughs) Because forcing people to do things against their will is always wrong. So if the market isn't isn't large enough to sustain that service... Then it just disappears, yeah. and something else can replace it that Usually, is more cost-effective. Right, right. So if a, a private enterprise, a, a business, or a, somebody who's an entrepreneur, if if a business doesn't replace what existed, the demand's not high enough, then that's where charities come into play, right? And yeah. there are still plenty of charities. I know of uh, there are transport charities for, like, the elderly, for the disabled, that type of thing. Yes, there are programs that are also state-funded, but there are programs that are privately funded charity programs for the places that the state doesn't serve. Right. 
603-283-6160. Coming up, a SWAT team blew up an innocent woman's house. We'll tell you all about that, plus more. This is Free Talk Live. So you've signed the Shire Society Declaration and are planning your move to New Hampshire to be around more liberty-oriented people. Next, sign up for the Shire Society Forum at forum.shiresociety.com. There are a bunch of people there who are already in the Shire, and they want to meet you. If you're already in the Shire physically, you should also come by the forums. Remember, not everyone uses Facebook. New people are signing up for the Shire Society Forum every month, so drop in and say hello at forum.shiresociety.com. Yes, welcome back to Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is a live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is on your mind. We're here seven days a week from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You may be hearing this show outside of those hours. And if you are and you want to call in, please make sure you call between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern. Seven days a week, we're here. But if you're going to call, call between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern. just like to remind everybody, not all of the stations broadcast us live. Some will rebroadcast it, even though they're broadcast live, they'll play us again later. Or some stations will only carry like two of the three hours, that kind of a thing. Some folks are listening to a podcast, and so I don't know what day or time it is that you're listening to it, so... And if you want to participate, just find your way into the Matrix chat as well, because a lot of those rooms are active. Morpheus? Morpheus. The telephone number, if you want to call, between 7 and 10 Eastern, Monday through, or uh, seven days a week, is 603-283-6160. Again. Monday through Monday. Yes. 603-283-6160. We've got some calls on hold right now that we'll get to. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, I do want to talk really badly about this SWAT team raid uh, that blew up this innocent woman's house. But first, let's go to, I'm sorry, we have Richard in New Mexico. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, you're not going to like my phone call because in Albuquerque starting January 1st, we are going to have free bus ride service for everybody. Albuquerque for a few years has had free bus rides for veterans and military people, but as of January 1st, they're going to have free bus rides for everybody for one year on a trial basis. And I'm sure the taxpayers are not going to like this, but that's yeah. the way politics are. Free in quotation marks because someone's got to pay for it. Yeah. Right? They got to pay the driver. They got to pay the gas. They got to pay the maintenance on the bus. They got to pay the bus themselves. It's coming out of someone's pocket. They got to have some kind of insurance. They yeah. got to have people who oversee the entire bus system. So, yes, Richard, you're right. Uh, some folks are not going to be happy about it. You know, people who ride, of course, will be happy because they, love that they stuff. don't have to pay. Are, are, are you a rider, Richard? Uh, very much so, but I'm also a decorated Vietnam veteran, so I don't pay uh, for my bus rides anyway. But uh, 
people here are complaining about how many of the homeless people are just going to be riding around on the buses all day, especially in the winter time when the weather gets pretty cold here. And uh, smart. We won't talk it. Yeah, we won't talk about how bad the homeless people smell most of the time. But uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people unhappy. But it's apparently it's being paid for by the revenue that New Mexico gets from the gas and oil companies. So you've got two economic concepts right there: the free rider problem, and also the tragedy of the commons. Yeah. yeah, right. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna ride for free without contributing anything to it, and they're gonna stink it up. Hey, Richard, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, since Richard brought up the homeless, I'm gonna segue into something Richie Rich brought in because this is from RT.com. Homeless man gets jail time for breaching stay-at-home order. Dun dun dun. How is that even possible? How, how do homeless breach a stay-at-home order? We saw you on a different park bench yesterday. <laughs> in a cruel twist of irony, a man was sentenced to seven weeks in jail by a Singapore court on Thursday for breaching a COVID-19 stay-at-home order, despite so, being homeless. This was in Singapore, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. If they list the jail as his residence, does that mean he has to go back to jail every time they put a new lockdown in place? I mean, it seems to be the appropriate place for a lockdown. Okay. So... I know in the U.S. at least, a lot of homeless people were actually commit small crimes in order to go to the to jail for the colder months. Three hots in a cot. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm wondering, yeah, I'm are... assuming that the jails in Singapore might be worse than the ones in the U.S. I'm not really sure about that, but... I think that's a safe assumption. I've never been yeah. to jail in Singapore, have you? Yeah. No. Okay. I usually try to avoid it. A Singapore national, Rosman Abdul Rahman, 40... He's age 40. Returned from Indonesia on March 20th of 2020 after an immigration officer insisted he sign a stay-at-home notice. He listed his estranged stepsister's house as a place for him to quarantine, but he was actually homeless. During the period when he was supposed to self-isolate, he lived on the streets, sleeping in a car park, and later moved to a homeless shelter. He also kept working as a security guard at a grocery logistics company. His manager claimed he was not aware that Raman was on an SHN. That's a stay-home notice. So productive homeless as well. Yeah. Right? Had a job, went to a job, just could not afford or did not choose to, to stay in a domicile. Right. And uh, many homeless do this when they're confronted by statists. Yeah. Right. Government agents. Like, where do you live? They'll put down anything. Like, you know, yeah. who cares? Just the get... address of like a library or something, you know, that type of thing. Or in this guy's case, you know, an estranged uh, sister. Yep. After being unable to locate him, law enforcement officers eventually found him via his employer and arrested him. Yes, let's take a, uh, a functional person that's holding a job and trying to, you know, make money for himself and yeah. provide for himself. And let's just let's just do away with all that. He was sentenced to seven weeks imprisonment on Thursday after pleading guilty earlier this year. So COVID, whatever he had of COVID, like not spread, not passed on, not bothered him. Earlier this year, he put down a bad address on a form and then pled pled guilty. And now months later, they're going to sentence him to seven weeks. 
right? So he's he's been, you know, whatever deal with the court system, but actively working, right? Doing whatever he wants to do with his money, just not finding residence. But no, taking him out of that productive employment. I am surprised that this is the first I've heard of something like this. Now that I'm hearing it, right? Yeah. I it it really surprises me that we haven't heard this already. Okay. Now, usually when we get a story like this, it means that there are it's like cockroaches, right? If we're hearing about this one guy, there's thousands of other people that this has happened to in some way, shape, or form. There's been some sort of error in bureaucracy, or the tyrants are just going to tyrant, and they're like, well, it doesn't matter. You know, you broke the law, even though it's a, you know, nobody was harmed in any way, shape, or form. You didn't harm anybody's property. No other human beings were hurt. It is disgusting. Uh, In the midst of a worldwide crisis, Rosman was left with a personal crisis of his own, homelessness. He had no place of residence. He was left to fend on the streets for himself, said his lawyer, uh, Mr. Ehrman Tan, adding that his punishment was a cruel twist of irony. He argued there should be a distinction between those who frivolously go out and breach stay-at-home notices versus those with no choice. Well, how about if there's just no stay-at-home orders? How about that? Yeah. How about you let people be free to do what is best for them and make their own choices and just proceed like that. Hmm? How about that? That'd be great. Yes, but as his attorney, right, his goal is not to to fight for the greater good. It's to fight for his one client in this specific instance. Yeah, I know. While his uh, defense asked for a short detention and fine, prosecutors accused Rahman of deliberately exposing others to the risk of COVID-19. He was literally homeless. Like, how would he... (laughs) These people are just so ridiculous. And there's no evidence that he had COVID-19 and was spreading it. Yeah. Oh, and I guess uh, if convicted, he was facing up to six months in jail, according to this article. So instead of seven weeks, he could have have been sentenced to as much as six months in jail. Homeless man violating stay-at-home order. When will the stupidity ever end? We don't know, but we'll keep talking about... When you overthrow the state. How dumb the state is. Here at Free Talk Live, more is on the way. Welcome back to Free Talk Live, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The telephone number, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160. We've got a couple calls on hold. We'll get to you in just a moment. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. We've been doing a new segment here on Free Talk Live called Nobody's Quote of the Day. I don't know if that's the official title. That's just what I'm calling it. Mm. Uh, what this is, is a former, well, uh, he's still considered a co-host here at Free Talk Live, a person named Nobody, who, of course, is one of the Crypto Six. He was arrested uh, and put into jail on March 16th of this year as part of a federal investigation. He has been allowed out on bail. However, he has been silenced. He has no freedom of speech, which is supposed to be illegal in the United States of America, but 
here we are. He's not allowed to be on broadcast radio. He's not allowed to be on a podcast. He's not allowed to be uh, broadcast in any form according to his bail conditions. And so we decided here at Free Talk Live that it would be cool if we went back into the archives and pulled out some quotes from nobody and just sort of re-aired them. And uh, Bonnie, who's one of the co-hosts here as well, has been heading this up. And so here is today's quote of the day from nobody. May the visible boot of government kick not in thy door, nor thy teeth, nor stomp upon your face. Ramen. That is the nobody quote of the day. Nice. Thank you to nobody for being a quotable dude. Also, if you didn't know, it's nobody's birthday today, and you should, if you have a way to communicate with him, you should wish him happy birthday. Allegedly. Happy birthday, nobody. It's allegedly his birthday. So happy birthday, nobody. I happy hope, birthday. I hope you're, you don't feel any older than you actually are. May the annual celebration of your existence. Hopefully you get another spin, spin around the, the universe. Is that how it works? Something like planet? that. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Around the sun, at Around least. the sun. Thank you. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Spin I don't know how long it takes for this galaxy to circle around the universe. Yeah, yeah me neither. Or how many of those you get in a lifetime. <laughs> Again, babbling fools from earlier. Thanos is right. Those of you who were listening to <laughs> hour number one will understand the reference to babbling fools. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts before we go on with uh, our, our the prep that we have for the show. Let's go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, last night in New Mexico, I presented to you a judge going to prison for four and a half years and her husband. Wait, hang on. uh, Can we just take a minute? Yep. (laughs) All right. What do you got tonight, David? Tonight I will uh, see that judge to prison and I will raise you a sheriff to prison in the state of New Mexico. A a sheriff going to prison in the state of New Mexico? I think that also deserves... So, and let me let me interject. Why do I bother to do this stuff? Because because these are a judge is going to prison, a sheriff is going to prison, and I hold a unanimous decision from the New Mexico Court of Appeals in my favor, saying that Judge M. Monica Zamora and Judge John J. Romero Jr. illegally trafficked my children 14 years ago, and I've never seen them since anyway. And the and the insinuation or the state of state of things is that um, well. Uh, your children, whatever, so there must be something wrong with you, Mr. Right. Olson. And my response to that is to point out over and over and over again, on top of the fact that I have a unanimous decision saying I'm right and two judges and more are wrong, here is a judge going to prison, and now I'm showing you a sheriff going to prison in the state of New Mexico. So it's it's a highly believable my allegations are true uh and let's throw in one more time i hold a unanimous decision from the state of new mexico court of appeals saying that what i say is true so this this sheriff is going to prison rio Arriba county sheriff sentenced to three years taken into custody he's going to appeal of course but he stands convicted and sentenced to three years in prison what did he do David? A, yeah go ahead huh? go ahead what did he do he, he abused his uh, position, and that's exactly what I accuse uh, M. Monica Zamora and John J. Romero Jr. of doing, abusing their position. And what this sheriff did is helped a felon escape cops that were looking for him. And then told his deputy not to tell anybody that he helped the felon escape the cops who were looking for him. And let's never mind that the, the felon that was trying to escape the cops was a city council member in the state of New Mexico. 
David, thanks for the call, man. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with all of your trials and tribulations uh, related to the state. Doesn't every judge abuse their power? I mean, isn't that like their whole thing? I've been saying repeatedly, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but sometimes I do, that the system corrupts everybody. Yes. You could be the most well-intentioned, most uh, morally consistent, most philosophical person on planet Earth, and you get hired by a state agency, you're going to be forced to make a decision that violates your philosophy or violates your moral code. It's just the way the system is designed. The system is evil. You're either assimilated by that system and become corrupt yourself, or the system rejects you and you're out of that position and back on the private sector. Uh, let's continue with your calls and thoughts. Let's go to Sam in Ohio. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I was just calling because uh, I was thinking about looking into getting some Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to see if you guys had an exchange that you preferred over the other ones. I haven't looked into this one, uh, but it's one that I've mentioned earlier when reading some ad. It's xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. Yeah. What I like about this exchange is that it only requires an email address. So, you know, if you want the utmost can privacy, you take, like dollars to buy crypto. Oh, you're talking about exchange? exchanging. Do- okay, I got you. You're not talking about exchanging crypto to crypto. I don't know. No. I haven't looked enough into EX markets. Um, what I prefer to do, of course, rather than use an exchange, is I prefer to either a earn the Bitcoin, provide a product or service, uh, or b I also would enjoy mining. Now, you don't have to mine Bitcoin, right? But you can mine some other cryptocurrency. And when it reaches enough dollar value, you can put that cryptocurrency on an exchange and trade it for Bitcoin if you wanted to get actual Bitcoin. Or you could trade it for any other cryptocurrency. Those are my two preferred methods. I don't have a preferred exchange that I that I recommend. I really don't like the way most exchanges do business because they all require you to do something called KYC, which is know your customer. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm well aware of that. So that's why I was just kind of curious if there was one that was better than the others in terms of like them not selling your data or something. They're at the, at this point in the game, it is my assumption that a lot of the bigger exchanges, you're going to have to find a way to avoid because they're trying their best to comply with state, orders and so they're no, going I to collect that, your data what i'm referring to is like you know how when you google search something they sell your data yep right so like coinbase doing that or something right so if you if you can right i don't know what your local area in ohio is like but find someone willing to meet up and trade dollars and federal reserve notes for bitcoin directly in person in person now we do have bitcoin atms here a lot of those, check it, because a lot of those are doing the KYC thing as, as well. Although I've heard a rumor, don't quote me on this, but like Richie Rich says, check it. I'm told that some of these Bitcoin uh, vending machines, for a better term than ATM, that some of uh-huh. these do not KYC unless you're exchanging up to some number of hundreds of dollars. So right. if you're doing 20 bucks, 50 bucks, like they don't care about that. Right. right. So if you just do multiple transactions, that kind of a thing, you know, maybe that'll help you get started. Uh, but if you're going to do larger transactions, they're going to ask you to present some government ID. And if it doesn't have to okay. be Bitcoin, right? Well, local.bitcoin.com was uh, a face-to-face exchange facilitation site that allows you to get Bitcoin cash into a wallet. 
right? And then you can either ah. transfer that or you know trade that into Bitcoin, or if you find a reputable Bitcoin cash dealer, right, you can see if they've also got uh, Bitcoin BTC for trade as well. Nikki? Okay. I don't usually use exchanges. I get paid in crypto. Nice. So. I was going to mention... How do you get paid in crypto? You just do stuff for people and ask them to pay you in crypto? Yeah. Here's, yeah. A, here's an idea for you, uh, Sam. Uh, I've been looking a lot on Craigslist re- recently, and uh-huh. when you go to like stuff for sale and you uh-huh. click on a category, you look on the left-hand side, there's a little box that you can check that says cryptocurrency okay, and you can find a whole bunch of people selling stuff for cryptocurrency now now you could take safely now you could take well in the same way you handle any craigslist transaction but you could take and reverse that and find stuff that you have that people might value and sell that for cryptocurrency see what i'm saying yeah hey thanks for the call tonight sam we appreciate it 603-283-6160 coming up we're going to talk about the swap team that blew up an innocent woman's house Cost her over $50,000. The Free State Project has reached its goal of 20,000 liberty lovers who've pledged to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Perhaps you're trying to figure out what part of New Hampshire should be your destination. If so, consider Keene. You'll find more than 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com. Keene is famous for its historic, publicity-generating activism, as well as being the liberty media capital of the world. It's home to freekeene.com, New Hampshire's destination for liberty activism, news, and opinion. For years, we've been compiling over 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com, where you'll learn about some of what's happening here and what makes Keene a great place to live. If you love liberty, you'll probably enjoy anywhere you end up in the Shire. But do your due diligence first. Please visit move.freekeen.com for the full list of over 150 reasons to move to Keene. That's move.freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. That's the phone number at Free Talk Live. Yes, it is. Number 17 on iTunes. <laughs> I just started making a list <laughs> to the intro music. That's the phone number for no reason at all. It is that's fr- what you do, Captain. It is Free Talk Live in the studio. It's myself, the Captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. I, I do all sorts of weird things. I like making fun of things. You know, if that song had lyrics, I would already have alternate lyrics to the. It probably does have <laughs> lyrics. I just never listen to the whole song. It's only the intro that I listen to, but I would probably have. Even when I wrote my own songs for like heavy metal bands and stuff, I would have parodies of my own songs. Not surprised. Like all of the time. Like, and people weren't surprised. They're like, yep, okay. He's parodying our song that we spent hundreds of hours writing and penning the lyrics to and he's just going to make fun of it already i had a buddy who would freestyle in the car over the lyrics of the song that was playing rather than just sing along Ooh, i like that's that. impressive 
It's annoying, is what it is. Oh, like, dude, fun. I'm trying to listen to the song. If you want to sing, sing along with the song. Obviously, based make on up your own lyrics, based on this most recent example, I have a hard time freestyling over something. Okay, <laughs> but this was also just the music. Like, if there were actual lyrics playing, and he was just like not singing along yeah. to the song. Um, you know, hey, everybody's got their talents. I, I don't know if I'd call it a talent. <laughs> just the thing. That talents, he did. flaws. <laughs> One man's talent is another man's flaw. That's true. Very true. Uh, we have been telling you that we're going to tell you about this story from Reason.com. Another recap. A SWAT team blew up this innocent woman's house and cost her over $50,000. The city tried to stop her from suing. A SWAT team destroyed an innocent woman's house after a fugitive barricaded himself inside. Last week, a federal court ruled that she can sue the government for damages. Good. So she had to first sue, and the government had to say, no, you can't sue for that. And then she had to sue further for the government to go, yeah, okay, you can sue for that. So now, officially, she can sue. So one of the podcasts that I used to listen to, I don't remember the name of it, but they were like a legal podcast type of thing where they kind of walked you through some of these lesser-known ideals. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I remember from that podcast was... If you're, if you're battling the state, you battle the state in federal court. And if you're battling the feds, you battle them in state, state court. court. right, yeah. Because even though we look at them as one big state, right, right, they still have internal battles. Right. So it's good to pit them against and each other. And nothing makes me happier than to see government fighting government. Right. And right. That, was, that was the idea, was to get them fighting you know, amongst themselves and then you being participating in that. Uh, in July 2020, Wesley Little, who Vicki Baker had terminated as her handyman about a year and a half before, arrived at Baker's home in McKinney, Texas. Baker's daughter answered the door, recognizing him from news reports that he was wanted for the abduction of a 15-year-old girl. She left the premises and called police. Smart. So far, SWAT agents soon arrived. Guess what they did? They set off explosives to open the garage entryway. Dude, you got to give me time to guess. They detonated tear gas grenades inside the building. It was a rhetorical question. <laughs> they ran over Baker's fence with an armored vehicle. And they ripped off her front door despite having been given a garage door opener, a code to the back gate, and a key to the home. Oh, but it's not fun to use the key. You have to destroy this woman's house. Look, if they it's didn't the want the SWAT team, come right. on. Let me, just, if you, let me just cover this again. If you didn't want the SWAT team to destroy the house, you should have just called the regular police and given them the key, the door opener. And she did call the regular police. So but they sent the SWAT team. On, they, they sent, sent an the officer. Yeah. They set off explosives to open the garage entryway. They detonated tear gas grenades inside the building. They ran over the fence with an armored vehicle, and they ripped off the front door despite being given a garage door opener, a code to the back gate, and a key to the home. On today's episode of Why You Don't Call the Police. Now, I mean, we could just, I mean, that's the gist of the story. The house was unlivable when they were through. She sued, so the city asked the court to dismiss the lawsuit. Sure. In its pursuit of the fugitive pursuant to the police powers, Baker alleges the city caused significant economic damage, over $50,000 to her home. Then the city refused to compensate her for the damage, writes Judge Amos L. Mazant III. 
of the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Texas. Baker has alleged damage to her private property and the city's refusal to compensate for such damage that plausibly amounts to a Fifth Amendment violation. So I want to ask you a question real quick, Nikki, because you said sure. that's why you don't call the police. And I totally get that. I'm on board with that statement. Okay. But you, ha- you have a, a teenager in a home with a guy who's like wanted for abducting teenagers. Well, the teenager is the one who left. Understood. Yeah. But she's also the one who left and then called the police. Right. Right. So if you're not going to call the police and you're fearing this person, right, what do you do? Because if you shoot him, right, in defense of your property and life... You're still going to get a visit from the police. Yeah. So it's kind of like you can't win living in this society, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, because it's like, yeah, what do you do? What I do mean, you do? If you have an unsolvable problem and you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-team. <laughs> Who will blow up the garage door, set off tear gas. <laughs> And like you got an armored vehicle, right? <laughs> Ramp through the door with an armored vehicle. <laughs> and of course, miss everything they shoot at. Just don't put Baracus on the helicopter. Ba Baracus. That's B A Baracus for Understood. Yeah. Um I just I, I don't know what to say about really any of this because it, uh, first of all, they had a key. They could have just let themselves in. Understood. They could have opened the garage with the garage door opener. They, they could have done a lot of things. But no, they had to be all gung-ho. We got to get a piece of the action. Right. Did they? Was he armed? Was he a threat to the police? Or was he just a, fel- a felon out on a warrant? Well, and that's what we have to remember. The people who are working in these positions, like the SWAT team or the police, they love destruction. They love drama. They love, you know, they love You got to get conflict. a piece of the action. What they got. Exactly. LRN.FM. Plus qualified immunity. Yeah. It's Sorry, guys. I had to. Not a good recipe. I had to dump myself. I totally missed it. Good I job. totally missed good it, job, too. I, I let, a, I let a, an S out. Okay. Yeah. Good job on the dump button. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, podcast listeners, because that flushing sound is probably the most <laughs> annoying thing in all the podcasts. LRN.FM. Right. Now i got to hear it <laughs> twice when I listen to this back. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could just hit the dump button for no reason. I mean, I could. You absolutely could. But I don't ever hear it, so it's not as fun. Yeah. You know. At any rate, the fact that all of this needs to be spelled out in commentary on how difficult it has become to get meaningful accountability for government, at the center of Baker's case is the takings clause of the Fifth Amendment, which is supposed to provide recourse to those who had their property taken or destroyed by government. But this protection has been weakened by a series of court cases creating carve-outs for actions taken under the very broad scope of police powers, quote-unquote. They're forcing unlucky individuals to shoulder the burden of doing something that's good for our society, Jeffrey Redfern, an attorney with the Institute for Justice, said. The public interest law firm representing Baker told me in March, taking dangerous criminals off the street is good for society. If the city decides that it really needs to put a road through your house, that might be the right call. It might be something the community really needs, but that doesn't justify making one unlucky owner bear the cost of doing something that's good for everyone. Even that whole line of what the community really needs is an overreach of the original intent. Yes. And it's just like, 
none of that was necessary. They could have gotten the guy. If that's what they were trying to do, get the guy that was in her house. They didn't need yeah. to do that. Did he barricade so, himself in? Yeah, so what's the point? I mean, was it an armed standoff? There was no hostages it's, so, in the article so far. It's as if they overused force in the same way they overused force creating the Free Talk Live studios on March 16th and the events of the Crypto 6, which you can find out more about at thecrypto6.com. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Number 16 on iTunes. <laughs> Moving one, up the charts. The other one's better? No, this one's better? Okay. All right. uh, 603-283-6160 is the phone number here. It's more Talk melodic. Uh, the phones are open. Uh, you can call, talk about whatever's on your mind. You can talk about what we're talking about, uh, which is uh, this lady's house got destroyed by the SWAT team because somebody that used to do some uh, yard work for her who she fired, uh, showed up at the door. Her daughter was home, recognized that this guy was wanted because of you know, some publicity on TV, arguably, yep. something along those lines, and uh, left the house and called the cops. The cops decided to send in the SWAT team. And even though the SWAT team was provided with a key and a garage door opener and a code to the gate, they decided, we don't need that. We've got an armored vehicle. Let's run over a fence. We're let's, SWAT. Let's bash in the doorway and let's set off tear gas and explosives to open the garage. See, and I get that the guy was a felon, but nothing in the article thus far has indicated that he was a danger to anyone involved yeah, in this situation. Yeah, we don't. We don't know what he did, so. Yeah, and it doesn't actually tell us anything about okay. him. So, uh, I, I apologize in the studio. It's myself, the captain, Nikki, and Rich. Rich. Uh, so this person, uh, her last name is Baker, will likely have to overcome an appeal from the city, but if her suit meets a more fortunate fate, she may recuperate some of the financial costs incurred as she battles stage three cancer and tries to leave the state for retirement. Good luck. Yet some things will not be replaceable. An antique doll collection was damaged by the tear gas, for example. Worse yet, her daughter's dog was left (gasps) deaf and blind. Oh, my God. I've lost everything, Baker told Reason last March. I've lost my chance to sell my house. I've lost my chance to retire without fear of how I'm going to make my regular bills. Yep. Oh, yeah. And you're looking at a lawsuit that's still going to take even more time. Yeah, and money. To recruit part of it. Yeah. yeah. And who's going who's gonna to front that now? I'm, just, I'm mind blown that they don't think that they owe this lady anything. Why would they? I Why mean, would they? I mean, they, they only destroyed her house they and are an agency, almost murdered the dog. They are an agency of violence and force. Yeah. They're aware of it. Qualified immunity. If, right? if they you, act with impunity. If you happen to be listening to this and you're one of the, the SWAT team that did this to this lady, please call 603-283-616. Defend yourself. Please tell us if you have any like feelings of guilt 
for doing this to this woman's house. I'm going to doubt it. Uh, yeah, I don't think they had any feelings of guilt when they did it here. How about this? If you're law enforcement or a member of any SWAT team, can you call in and justify this? Like, what went through that SWAT team's mind where they thought that this was an acceptable course of action, given the circumstances? And if you are a member of law enforcement uh, of any type, any variety, and you find that this is all horrifically wrong, where are you? Where, why aren't you calling these people out? I don't care if you're in another state or another city. Are you calling these people out? Are you bringing this into your precinct and showing other cops, hey, this is the wrong thing to do? Probably not. Probably not. My I've, biggest problem really with uh, any police department and the police at any level is that it would be really easy for them as a whole, if they're such a tight-knit brotherhood of the blue and all that kind of stuff, and they're really concerned about how horrible a reputation they have because of stuff like this, all they have to do is get together and go, you know what, guys, let's just not enforce any laws where there's no victim or no property damage. That's all they have to do. Their reputation would instantly become gleaming. But not even a small precinct will do that. Well, they're brainwashed. Bingo. So they will do whatever they told, whatever they're told, and that's what I hate about the. Well, you know, most of them are good. Theory. No, most of them aren't good because if they were good, they wouldn't be working these jobs where they're knowingly causing harm to the public and harassing peaceful people. Yeah, and like I said earlier about state jobs, you know, uh, you, you either get assimilated or you get banished from it. Right? Yeah. They, you right. get expelled. The good cops that do turn each other in, they they're usually terminated or Absolutely. transferred, and they're they, and they, or get, they quit and they get yeah. blackballed. Right. Yeah. So, what can you do? Yeah. It is sickening that this happens over and over and over and over. We cover these things like we. I think recently we haven't covered much of this type of a thing, but it happens so often. Like I could do. A story like this every night, free talk live for probably the rest of my life. Yeah, there's an entire subreddit. I don't know if it still exists, but it's like Bad Cop No Donut. Right. Right. It was just inundated with bad cop stories on a regular basis. Yeah. Of nonsense like this. Yeah. So, you know, what is this lady going to do? She's going she's gonna to retire somewhere, somehow. Not, right. Not with her house. Scrape stuff by. Try to sue, hopefully get something, you know, years from now, Yeah, if she's, she's lucky. She's got to get lawyers together. She's got to get, you know, a case put together, gather evidence, feet. et cetera, Yeah, so which on. all costs money. Yep, all costs money. And so let's just say she does all of that. And let's just say she wins, right? The lawsuit, that yep. is, right? And so now, okay, well, how much damage was done? Oh, this says approximately $50,000 of damage. Okay, well, we award, you know, 50000 maybe a little more for suffering, whatever. Sure. So let's say $100,000, right? Oh, then the lawyer takes his cut, right? Whatever expenses she's had to incur between the time that this happened and the time that the money actually flows back to her, which is different than the time the judgment is made. The judgment yep. can be made, and then there's a period in which they got to wait for the money to actually come back, a check to be cut or a yep. direct deposit to be received, and that's more bureaucracy hoops to jump through, et cetera, and so on. So then there's all of that that she has had to pay between the originating date of this incident and the time that she actually gets the money back. And by that time, who knows, man? Maybe the housing market tanks, and her house is no longer worth fixing. You know, and now she's left with less than the value. You know, I mean, it's such a horrific thing. And the dog is still deaf and blind. And the dog is still deaf and blind. 
That's, I mean, when these things happen, it always happens to somebody like this, right? Yep. Where, like, they're in sort of a, you know, I, I want to say a paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck type situation. Sure. Well, that's most of Americans. Of course is it is. difficult. Of course it is, which is what makes it all the more egregious. Yep. Right? You would think that after so many of these stories being talked about in the press and here on Free Talk Live and published everywhere else, that at some point... Some, you know, new police chief would, hey, we should stop doing dumb things like this. It's but very, that guy gets fired. It's very possible that they were a back-the-blue family as well, right? Weird guy shows up at your house. First thing the daughter does is leave the home, call the police, right? Standard protocol. No, th- no second thought about the repercussions of that. Just this guy I know kidnaps teenagers. I'm a teenager. I leave, and I call whom I'm supposed to call, right? The police, and what? And then they do this: betray the trust of the homeowner and the daughter who called. Yeah, I think folks need to get away from like the thing to do is call the police. Yeah, well, I'll still throw the question out there: what would you have done instead? Right? It's it's kind of a no-win situation. I think you said earlier. I have an answer. We'll talk about that coming up on Free Talk Live six zero three two eight three six one six zero. The new fourth edition of Healing Our World, The Compassion of Libertarianism, will take your understanding of liberty to a deeper level and has over 1,300 updated references, new cartoons, and a foreword by Dr. Ron Paul. With discounts for multiple book purchases, the fourth edition of Healing Our World is a great gift for the liberals, pragmatists, environmentalists, and Christians in your life who think libertarianism is cold-hearted. Get yours today at healing.freetalklive.com and use promo code FTL for a $5 discount. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join us, we've got somebody on hold. We'll get to you in just a moment. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. I want to take just a second and say thank you to Andrew Loy. Andrew Loy is a silver level AMPS subscriber. You can find out all about the AMPS program that stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and 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 Support. AMPS. They changed it. They added an S. Added right, yeah. We had to redo the the whole program, so it's been redone recently. We had a total rebranding. Advertise, market, promote, and support. Uh, He's a silver level amplifier, so that means he gives five bucks a month. That's all we ask. The money goes to getting this radio program onto more radio stations and supporting the further broadcast of this show. Uh, There's some perks involved. So if you give five bucks or ten bucks, or some folks give twenty five, some folks give more. Uh, because they enjoy the show, they enjoy the content, the hosts and co-hosts. If you derive value out of the show and you enjoy it and you think that it should have a further reach, please consider visiting amps.freetalklive.com and becoming an amplifier. Again, thank you, Andrew Loy. We appreciate your contribution. What would the crypto equivalent be of silver, gold, and platinum level amplifiers if you wanted to change the currency? I don't know, but currently... You can not use cryptocurrency at the AMPS program. Okay. I'm just saying the levels, like we wanted to move away from that structure. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to ask probably Ian. 
he's a Bitcoin level subscriber. We've got the, the Ethereum guy right here. Oh, I see what you're saying, right? Yeah, we've got the Shiba level. Yeah. <laughs> got the, the Doge Ethereum level amplifier. Yeah. All right. Um, I You had asked the question. I posed the question. What do you do if you're not going to call the cops? Well, there was some technology that is still being worked on that may answer that question, and that is something like, a cell 411 type of okay. app where you and your friends or your neighbors, you sort of form a community of your own. And then when something goes wrong and you need help, you're able to notify everybody Understood. on your list and they come as the first responders. Sure. But right? they're going to come to this as the first responders and intimidate the guy out of the house? Perhaps. Okay. I mean, it, it didn't say if he was on. We have some more information on this story as well that one of our producers has uh, so kindly done a you know a search for on the internet so we could talk about that but first i want to go to steve who's calling from west virginia steve yeah you are um, on free talk live go ahead yeah i just wanted to comment on your conversation about the police and the situation you was describing in texas first of all the how that situation unfolded i agree with you is 100 uh, percent just out of hand but the second part is that these situations are not quite as simplistic. In this case, it was, but overall, it's not quite as simplistic as you guys make it seem. I work with the police, and I, I kind of have a supervisory role politically, and that's where it starts. The, the police have got to know, you know where, the, where the lines are, and they've got to be told where the lines are. But on the other hand, when these guys are out, they don't know what kind of situation they're walking into. I don't know how many of you guys have ever seen someone shot or ever seen someone killed, you know, in a violent situation. Mm-hmm. These are split-second decisions, and they're not as simple as as some of the people are making this out to be. Well, in in this case specifically, right? Yeah, I don't, in this case, obviously. Right. I don't know of a, a split-second decision where, you're like, we're going to blow up the garage door, throw in tear gas— that's right, and ram and ram the I'm, tank I'm through the front about, door. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. What you guys are doing, you're taking an, ex, uh, an extreme, obvious situation where there's misconduct and the guys got out of control, right. and you're kind of overlaying this template onto all law enforcement. Well, that isn't how all these situations work out. And to say, don't call the police. Well, let me tell you something. If you got a guy that's outside your house with a nine millimeter saying he's going to come in and kill your family and you don't have a gun inside, you better call the police. Yeah. On the other hand, if you got a police department that isn't given clear guidelines, and this is where the tricky part gets in to this whole situation, the political people have got to be able to tell the police, look, you do your job, you do it correctly, you use good sound judgment, we're behind you. And I've told our policemen this myself, personally. I have a question you guys, for you, Steve. I have a question. Uh, I have a question for you. You said uh, yeah. you work with the police politically. Are you uh, a politician or are you a police officer? I'm a politician that supervises them. Okay, I get you. All right. So now, why now, is it why is it necessary for police to enforce anything that doesn't harm an individual or property? Well, philosophically, I'm with you there. I, at heart, I'm libertarian. Okay. 
you know, I, at heart, I believe in libertarian philosophy. I, I'm, I'm with you there. But you do have to operate once you enter a political sphere and a legal sphere. You do have to operate within the confines of what the, okay. the state government has set the boundaries for you. You sure. don't get to walk outside these confines and say, I don't believe in this law or I don't believe in that law, so I'm not going to enforce it. Then you become, you have a fiduciary responsibility to what the citizens of your state, local, or county uh, government has decided politically that they're going to ex- uh, pose as politically acceptable behavior out of well, society. Except they don't have a fiduciary responsibility, and that's part of the problem. They get qualified immunity, and so they act with impunity. Right? Well, if they had a fiduciary responsibility, they would be paying out of pocket. For all the destruction, damage, and chaos that ensued. But I I understand what you're saying, but here's where, with the conversation you're having, the political element comes in. And that's where people that are like me, that are directly responsible for the people that's going to be hired to go out there and do that. And I've had conversations with our policemen. Look, you do the wrong thing, I'm going to be your worst enemy. I will not tolerate. You do the right thing, and I will... Buy you the equipment you need. I will get you the tools that you need to do the job. But the flip side of that, you got to do your job with honor, and you got to do it in a way that you're not doing the things that you describe here on the radio. In in a nutshell, then, Steve, what would you say the job of the police is? The job of the police primarily is to keep a, a society functioning to where it's not the Lord of the Flies. By what means? I mean, if, if, you, if you don't have some kind of order to a society, then what you get, I don't know if you guys ever heard the term blood law. Have you ever heard that term? I have not. Nope. Okay, blood law is it's an old term that comes from rural societies. Mm-hmm. And the concept of blood law is there's not any enforcement mechanism so what you have, you have a society that if you do something to my family, the result of it is I'm going to kill, come and kill you, one of your family. So there's an enforcement mechanism there through violence. Okay. So you, hey, don't, you don't want a society operating on the concept of a blood law. Well, if you're, if you're associating that with violence, you already have that because violence is the tool of the state and the enforcement arm of the police. Like only every, if it, only, only, only if the department is operating in an out-of-control manner. No, the, no. that's, that's the, the fundamental arm, That's the fundamental responsibility of the police and the government, is to be the violent arm of enforcement. That's, okay, let me ask you this. Purpose. Let me ask you this. You got, you, got a, you got a convenience store that's being held up. You got a psychopath down there with a gun to someone's head. You going to talk them down? No. Well, what are you going to do? It's going to turn to violence. You've got a split second. Life and death is in the balance. you got a split second to make this decision. What are you going to do? Hey, Steve, can you hang on? I sure can. All right, stand by. We'll bring you back because I want to have more conversation with this particular person. 603-283-6160. The final segment of tonight's edition of Free Talk Live is coming up more with Steve, the politician from West Virginia. Moments remain 
are here seven nights a week from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're not hearing us live broadcast during those hours, you can find us over at freetalklive.com. There are many, many ways to listen to this program uh, live over the Internet. So if you would like to, you may do that as well. Uh, I do want to talk about BitBox because we're giving away a second BitBox here in the coming weeks. The BitBox is a hardware wallet for cryptocurrency, but unlike other wallets, BitBox's software is 100% open source, which helps it to avoid some of the problems that other hardware wallets sometimes have. If you want a chance to win one, all you have to do is join the AMPS program at amps.freetalklive.com. We'll be choosing one of our supporters at random on an episode of Freer Talk Live in the future. And although we like being able to offer a bonus to our supporters, the real reason you should join is because you want to support the show. But hey, a free hardware wallet wouldn't hurt, right? Join the program now at amps.freetalklive.com. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, we've been talking, and we'll bring him back on the line in just a second. We've been talking to a gentleman named Steve, who is a politician who works, supervises the police supervises the police uh, I, he says he's from west virginia i don't know if that's where he works as well allegedly. but yeah, allegedly it's fine uh, we really don't need any more details than that but uh, steve you're back on and we'd like to continue this conversation yeah one thing uh, you know i'd like to interject quickly into the conversation i think that's kind of missing from this whole discussion mm-hmm. there is a level of evil predatory people in this world. Yes, there are. And these people are not the kind of people, I don't know how many times you've associated with people like this in my earlier life, I did. Well, I try to avoid statists as much as possible. Well, but I'm just telling you, there's this ain't statists. These are just, you'll find them within every society. They're predators. They're psychopaths. Right. Absolutely. They will not be dealt with with reason. They won't be dealt with by platitudes. And there comes in every society a need for force at some time. Now you can say that that's that's not necessary, but you're you're giving the whole audience the ostrich effect by oh, no, denying I, I, the I don't, I'm not a pacifist, uh, Steve. I right. in fact uh, I think that force is necessary, but only in defense. Well, I mean that's uh, I, I'm not sure. Well, you, you, you mentioned that you were libertarian. How you classify that in the, the role of the police? You, you mentioned that you're libertarian at heart, though, and so libertarians believe in the non-aggression principle, which is simply saying that uh, I believe that it's okay to use violence only in defense. Well, see, on that point, I'll have to differ with you because I think if someone's getting ready to commit an act of violence on someone else, you're not defending yourself, but you can step in. in well, yeah, the, yeah, you can defend, defend somebody else. Someone of course, that's right. getting ready to have violence inflicted on them and use violence to stop it. Of course, I, yes. I think that would be defense. Yes. Absolutely. That still qualifies as okay. defense. Let, give right. me, give well, me, well, a, I mean, give me the opportunity. If we're agreeable on those terms, then yes. Right. Give me the opportunity to say something controversial, perhaps, and then expand upon it, maybe. Um, I believe, like, I again, I'm not a pacifist. Right. But I believe there is a violent undertone to every conflict, like every every conflict that you can think of can devolve to a violent conclusion. That's the history of the world. And what we do as civilized society is our very best to resolve that conflict before violence becomes necessary 
So everyone involved can walk away, you know, physically unharmed for the most I, part. I would completely agree with that concept okay. in, in theory. In theory, fine. The history, the history of humanity, the history of us as a species has been from caveman times through today. We had tribes that would fight each other. We have our standing armies around the world. The right. proclivity for the human existence to try and exert itself by force on other human beings right. for the benefit of whatever their motivation is has been with us from time beginning. So I don't think it's even in theory. It's also in history and in practice. Yeah, right. right. Like it's it's always there. and It's so, always there. It's always an undercurrent because... Right. Someone will take weakness as an opportunity to exploit the other person for whatever benefit they see necessary. So when we relate this to the police, right, we're not, it's it's like the old Bastiat quote, when, when the socialist claims that we don't want something done by the state, they assume that we don't want something done at all. And that's right. not true. We right. want defense. We want right. security, right? And, right? But we want it done privately by agencies who are accountable for their actions and that is not the police under the current state paradigm right what would your solution be uh again how would you look at california right now we're we're starting to see the edges of your theory in practice in san francisco but it's different it's not at all though because i think we are because yeah i think you're denying the the road that your theory will take you down. You're seeing the outer edges of your theory in practice. So, in San I, don't, I don't think you're understanding the theory, though, because the theory of, you know, defunding the police is different than having private entities, maybe private security companies, to act in the traditional police roles, so to speak, so to kind of, you know, uphold law and order or whatever people want or you know if somebody's robbing your house or if you get into a car accident or if somebody overdoses you can call these private companies to come and in a free market setting they will be held accountable for their actions and if they start coming to people's houses and shooting dogs or whatever or and blowing up garage doors and throwing in tear canisters exactly nobody is going to use those services anymore they're going to use the better services so what you're saying is the the free market principle will be a regulatory entity for for security services absolutely yep 100% well you know we've seen we've seen private there's a big controversy here within the state of West Virginia about private entities running state prisons and believe me it hasn't gotten any better but i don't think those are actual private entities though Right. Well, a, a lot of the, a lot of the, if you want to have that discussion, private, there's a lot of private involvement in state prisons well, but let, let's in go West back. Virginia, and the the transition has not been as seamless as your theory seems to think it would. Right, be. but that's not really a free market either. That is a, pr- a private government market. Right. Well, and that's, you're and right. That's it's, a it's kind different. of a hybrid model. But but I want to. And talk I don't about, even know if it's going to be seamless. I don't care if it's seamless or not. We just got to get yeah. there through whatever trials and tribulations. Yeah, because what's there. happening now is not working, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I just want to go back and clarify for you, Steve, that uh, in a free market. Well, do you see my view as being uh, as being something outside what would be acceptable to you guys? How I approach my job. 
if you were doing it privately, I would say that they would still have no, to be accountable I mean, for their actions. No, I mean, within the context of a government. No, then no, it's every, everything you do is illegitimate. I tell my police officers, <laughs> you are going to be held accountable for your actions, and I expect you to do them in an honorable way. How are you going to prove to your, your constituents, your citizens, in whatever your jurisdiction area is, how are you going to prove to them that these police officers are being held accountable? And on how do you actually basis? hold them accountable? Yes. Hold them accountable? Yeah. My my measure of holding them accountable, I tell them that right there is the door, and if it, if they get out of hand, they will see that door, and they will lose their job. But if they Period. blow up somebody's the house, and they only uh, lose their job, right, then they'll go apply at the, at the you know, city down the street who will well, hire them and, back. And, and here's, here's the crux. I don't know if you guys realize this or not. Here's the crux of the problem that you're describing is that there's not the coherency that I'm applying in my local jurisdiction across my county or my state. Mm-hmm. And there's where the gaps that you guys are describing can come in. Until there's a coherency of accountability and having people operate professionally and with honor, then you're going to see this. Yeah. And, if, and until you get rid about. of qualified immunity so that they are actually responsible financially, morally, Right, ethically responsible for their actions, you're not but going I, to see I'm not, reform I'm not sure. in this area. Now, I'm not sure, though, that the public at large understands the things that go on and have ever seen violent conflicts ensue and see the split seconds, not not relating it to the Texas situation you guys described, yeah, yeah. but general encounters. If I got a policeman up on the interstate and he's pulling some guy over, and he's running meth down the interstate, and he's got two felonies. Leave him alone. Nothing wrong with running meth down the interstate. Hey, Steve, I invite you to call back again as often as you want. We're on air seven days a week, 7 to 10 p.m. Well, Eastern. Good talking to you guys. Thank you for the call, Steve. I appreciate it. We're out of time, unfortunately. Again, seven nights a week, freetalklive.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Peace. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com.